Hey, everybody. It's Jules here. All right, listen. We all know that Hollywood has come to Georgia because there's hardly a road you go down that isn't being blocked off by some kind of movie or some kind of production that's going on. So we're going to talk with a guy today who is in the thick of it all. His name is Cameron Ornette. He's been in the movie industry for decades as an actor, producer, and TV shows and movies you probably have seen. And now he owns a production studio here in Georgia, and he's with us. Thank you so much, Cameron, for being with us. Well, thank you so much for having me. All right, unpack your story for us. How did you get into acting? Wow. Well, I was a pre-med, pre-law student in college, University of Miami. Wait, wait, wait. Pre-med <laughs> makes total yeah. logical sense. Okay, yeah. To- total, this total god sense, ride, right? Everybody. And so I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm in, at school, uh, like I said, University of Miami, and pre-med, pre-law. And I answered an ad while I was, uh, during the summer, I was a uh, respiratory therapist and those kind of things at uh, Jackson Memorial Hospital. And so I answered an ad for actors and models, and I entered a competition and won. And so it led to about 10 competitions, and I won maybe 8 out of 10. Did you do any acting up until then? Uh, Up until then, not a thing. And so, you know, it was suggested to me, you're good at this, so you might want to take a look at it. And, you know, at the time, I was also a football player, so I had to lose a lot of muscle in order to get into some of these clothes because I was modeling. Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Uh, I'm sorry. You got to dial this back for me. So wait, you're an actor. So you're in the arts and then you're an athlete and you're in science. Yes. And so, yeah, all, okay. all the sides of my brain was working. I don't know about it right now, <laughs> but at the time, anyway, all of them were working and uh, all of them, the two of them were working. And uh, yes, yeah, so I was uh, in athletics and I had to lose a, a whole lot of weight in order to fit, fit the clothes correctly as a model. And so once I started doing that, it kind of veered me off of the 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 uh, uh, the schooling and 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 the, the I, I was going to be a cardiologist and all this kind of stuff. And of course, I had to go back and tell my mom. But, yeah, I'm sure uh, that was it, a nice it, conversation. It, it, yeah, we won't get into that. <laughs> and so uh, I veered to New York. Went uh, ended up with uh, Elite and Wilhelmina and all these other uh, high um, um, agencies that I never thought and had never seen myself being a part of. And that's what really kind of rolled into the whole acting modeling. And so it just opened up a door that I didn't think that I, I, I had no idea of. And here I was doing very well at it and making a lot of money and it just changed things. Cameron, <laughs> you literally fell into acting. I fell right into it just by answering an ad. Wow. Wow. And you and you said like it was very successful. I mean, it was just like boom, 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 boom. Where yeah, people wh- work for like decades trying to get the door to open it just magically opened it 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 opened and it, and again I, I don't mean to, to make it sound like it was so easy that everything just worked but it just it was apparent that it would work and so in spite of all the issues that happened along the way doors kept on opening and, and favor just uh, just popped out of nowhere of course we know it's god now and um, it just led from one thing to the next to the next. And I ended up in California doing a lot of episodics, you know, Miami Vice and, and uh, Star Trek The Next Generation and those kind of things. Doogie Howser, you know, way back in the day. I'm, I'm showing how far back this goes, right? Hey, but you're just you know, listing China, all my favorites. You know, China <laughs> Beach, which I love. Yes, you know, so yes. You, you know, when, when you end up on the Starship Enterprise, you know, you're talking about surreal. I, here I am, you know, as a Trekkie on the Starship. You know, it was greater Trekkie. than I know it was greater than having the role. It was just being on a Starship, so it was <laughs> phenomenal. Cameron, can I just go ahead and digress a little bit? Uh, I have had multiple dreams that I am on, like the the, the Star Trek. Like that is me. So you have lived out my 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 dream. Oh, our, our dream. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, it was just phenomenal. And so being able wow. to do all that and, yeah. and, and getting all that under under your belt. And realizing that this was something that God had initiated for you when you didn't even know 
who he was. You didn't know that he was with you. I mean, all this time, I knew about God, but I didn't know God like I know him now. What was the, what about your childhood? I mean, did you were you raised in any kind of sort? Well, you know, again, you know, I'm from Port Prince, Haiti. For those who know what that means, you know, we 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 practiced voodoo and, and said that we were Christian. And so it was that kind of a thing. And so my my upbringing in my home was more or less a Christian home, so to speak. We knew about God. We thought we knew. And yet we practiced a lot of voodoo. So that kind of thing was, of course, that's not that's not God. And so you 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 uh, are grown in that sense of knowing about him. But one thing that my mother did that really changed my life, that really saved my life was that as a child, she always had me going to the book of Proverbs. She she made sure that I read it almost every day. And when I found myself in New York, this is again now going way further. When I found myself in New York as an adult, not living for God, it was Proverbs that literally mm. scrolled down in front of my face that I could see the words that made me kind of run backwards out of a situation. And it just saved my life. And I I ran after God ever since. Mm. Well, you know what, Cameron, that, that's encouraging for all of us mothers and parents right now that we're um, in the thick of parenting and we're trying to have them memorize scripture and read the Bible and it, it doesn't, you don't leave it. No it, matter how old you get, no matter how far away you get away from God. But isn't that, isn't that what we're promised? Yeah. Train up a child in the way that, sh- that he should go. When he's older, he shall not depart. No matter what they do, the Holy Spirit will bring it back. And we have to never uh, count it as small as, uh, as you know, planting that seed. That seed does grow. It germinates. It, you know, God uses everything in life to bring it back to himself. And I was extremely fortunate that I at least had that to save me when I needed it. Well, you know what, Cameron, I'm going to write that down as a takeaway for myself, because right now I'm in that throes of parenting where I'm just like, is any of this sticking? Like, what in the world? But keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. And God, um, like you said, train up a child. Amen. All right. Well, hey, all right. So you were you were living the, the busy Hollywood actor of Fast Path. I was. And, and, you know, again, what happens with Hollywood is that it has a tendency to chew you up and spit you out, if, if, you, if, I, if I could say it that way. I do, I, what, I, what I do now as a Christian, as a Christian filmmaker, as someone who's still in the ministry industry, is I try to teach Christians not to duplicate Hollywood because the system is a failing one. The system is an anti-Christ one. But God is taking it over by kingdom principles, and so we need to make sure that we remain Christians in the midst of what God is doing. This is not something that man is doing. He is taking it over with us or without us, so the thing is to be about it his way. And that is what I'm fortunate. I I am so blessed that he took me out of California, out of Hollywood, and made me basically almost sit for 17 years um, and then now back on this on on this side and, and seeing him just just manifest things that that are just brilliant. Well, and Cameron, going back to what you said, you know, in Hollywood, um, I assume when you were in the middle of it all, was Jesus ever on your radar? He was, and like I said, you know, we we all know about God. You know, we know we know the name of Jesus. We we've been to church and Sunday school and all these kind of things that we kind of of uh, are raised in or hear about. But to walk with him is a different thing. And, and the way that I ended up really walking with God, I had just come from Toronto doing a movie of the week. And they called me in, uh, you know, call, we, they, we, want, we want to see Cameron, send Cameron in. I had gotten to the point where they were writing for me. They, they, they knew me, that kind of thing. And so they, they brought me in. And it was me and a whole bunch of well-known people that are well-known now. 
And I ended up getting the role for my first television series, which was my own um, uh, well-known actresses and everything else. It was packaged, and I'm about to sign on, on the dotted line, and they said to me, oh, by the way, um, we're going to need you to do partial body nudity. And this was when, of course, TV was trying to keep up with cable because cable was doing all this stuff. And um, I felt that the Lord's tap on my shoulder, it's time to get out the system. And that's when I knew about God, but God was showing me inside of me that I knew him more than I thought. Because now the decision became, I'm going to be rich and famous and have a career. I'm going to choose Christ. So you saw the two different roads, right? I saw the two different roads. And, And the Lord said, it's time to get out of the system. And I had to choose whether I was going to follow and go with him or not. And so was I, that a process? I mean, how do you give up your dream that, you know, for, for that, that, that voice that's inside you that says that's calling you? That voice just became very real. You know, I, I you know, you, you when it comes to the things of God, there are things that you just have to say that you knew because innately when he spoke, I knew it was him. Mm. I knew he was right. And I knew that I had to make the choice for him. I knew that if I hadn't, Life would just never be what it was meant to be. And so I, I said, I'm going to go with him. And then they said to me, well, you know, we can go ahead and give you a body double. You don't have to do the, the, the nudity, you know, just do it. And so I'm, I'm going back to sign again. And the word of the Lord said, you have to shun even the appearance of evil because people think, will think it is you while you're saying you're Jesus, about Jesus. And so I left it and I, I dropped it and lost everything, you know, went bankrupt, got evicted, lost my agent. I mean. Did you ever question yourself? No, and, not, not one bit. I knew it was God. It I had total peace with, with it all. It was okay. Not okay to lose people, but to lose stature and fame and money and all the, the stuff. Well, and you said something, Cameron, um, uh, losing people. Um, take us back because you had to make that decision. Yes, it, it impacts you um, for your dreams. Yes. And, and for uh, money. Yes. And, and, but it cost you also relationships. It cost relationships. And I mean close family relationships. My, you know, I, I was married prior and uh, I was married for 16 years. And um, my ex-wife never really connected with the whole Jesus thing. You know, I, I ended up having two children, and um, she left. She left, took, took the children, took everything we had. And, and these are things that I try not to talk about only because in order to talk, tell your testimony, sometimes you have to talk about other people, and that's not really what you're that's trying right. to do. You know, that's the mother of my children, and I, and I, and I, and I, I respect that very highly. I love that. I love that you say that. You know, and so, um, but that's what happened. I lost, you know, um, my ex-wife, I left, lost children, and um, it cost dearly, not something that you ever expected. I, I, I never thought being married once meant having to be married twice. That's not what I went into it for. And, um, but that's what happened to me. And uh, mm. I didn't know that that choice to receive Christ or to, to go with Christ was going to cause that. But when she decided to leave, the word of God again spoke to me and said, if they want to stay, let them stay. If they want to go, let them go. Well, and, and, and Cameron, you're you're talking about the, the, the lie that I think sometimes us as believers believe is that um, if I follow Jesus, then everything's going to be great and everything's going to be roses and everything is going to be easy. Which is actually totally anti the word. That's right. <laughs> You know, if, if, if the Bible says that if you follow him, you will suffer loss. 
that is a foregone conclusion because he came to put a sword between those you know and those you know those that are in your own home. They become your worst enemy because people. Once you choose Christ, you are actually saying, "I choose nothing else but what He wants." And when you do that, everything that doesn't want him also doesn't want you. Mm-hmm. But in the midst of all of that bad news, you know, is that he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So he is he was with you when you had the strength to say, um, no, I'm not going to do nudity. No, right. I'm not going to even give you the image of evil. Um, and it's going to cost me. Yeah. He was with you. He was with me and he was showing me. And I didn't see it at the time, didn't know it at the time. But it was kind of a Job experience, you know. You're dealing with all the loss that happens, but actually God has given you life for the first time. Because he says it's what he puts together, let no man put us under. He just said what man puts together, let no man put us under. And we put our own situations together a lot of times and then want God to bless it. And the reality is that until he creates something, the word says, then nothing was made that was made. And, and, And God says to us that everything must be derived from his word. And before we know him, we don't know anything about him or from him. And so we're we're, we're living a life that's man-made. And that's what I found out. And what happened is that after I I, I went with him, with Christ, everything, everything fell apart. I lost everything with a capital E. And, um, but he put it all back together. It took, it, it has taken about 25 years for the, restoration of all things because now I'm in the restoration of all things even from the career perspective um, but he took he put together marriage he took put together family he put together all these things prior and now um, in, within the last two years what I have been seeing God do on a career side has been nothing short of miraculous but you had to be at a place of surrendering at all and wanting him above all and 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 you know you have to understand I never thought I'd be back doing this because when I left it, I left it for good in my heart, in my mind. And I, I started two different churches. I, I love preaching and teaching the word. That's who I am. That's what, that's what makes me tick is to follow him and to de- declare him. Um, and so I thought I would be doing it from behind the pulpit for the rest of my life. And I was happy with that. I, I, I love that. I enjoy that. But so when God called me back into the industry about in 2013, it, I, it, he, he almost had to make me come back because I didn't want to, I didn't want to go back because I knew what it was like, yeah. but now I belong to him and, and I was ready and I didn't know I was ready. And, and you're he serving had, he had to the show true me master. That. You know, you're not now serving I, the master of, of trying to achieve. That's right. All right. But I, right. I want to hear how that all started. But first I need to know the story um, about how you met your wife. <laughs> I have been told this is a great story. So well, this is this is crazy. God, I call him I call him my orchestrator all the time, but I hadn't realized how much of an orchestrator he really was. And you you know you always see it in hindsight. What happened was, I had met my my now wife. Gosh, I mean in nineteen eighty one eighty two, and she was hiring models. I was only one of three models that was traveling from Miami to Atlanta, from New York to Atlanta, that kind of thing. And so we end up meeting because. She was hiring for fashion shows and print work. Like, and so we met and I worked for her, but we became friends, but I was married at the time. And so that was not part of the issue. And so I end up leaving and going, going to New York, going to California. And while I was in New York, she had a son and she had a son and called and said, hey, 
there are only two people that I've ever had, I've ever met in my life that had the character that I want my son to have. One was my grandfather and the other was, was you. Wow. And so may I call him after your, you and my grandfather? And so I'm, I'm sitting in, in my home in, in New, New Jersey and I'm saying, uh, uh, you know, talking to my wife, uh, is that okay? And so she named him Cameron, which is my acting name. And so, so I leave, and six years, seven years later is when I'm in California, and my ex-wife left. It had been like a year and a half since she left. And I'm, I'm sitting there at, at a desk in the back room of a woman who was on welfare. That's how far I had gone. Okay, I lost big house, the Mercedes. I lost everything and ended up living in the back room of a woman who was on welfare. And I, all I had to my name was a couch. And so while I'm on, uh, 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 on this couch, you know, at, uh, at a desk, I'm, I'm studying, and, and the Holy Spirit said, you haven't seen your godson in six years. Why don't you try to find him? And so I had a box of cards that uh, belonged to, and one of the cards belonged to her best friend who happened to end up being the makeup artist for Tyler Perry. Okay? <laughs> so all this type, you know, see, all of this goes by, and it's just insane. And so I find her card, and so I call her, and I say, hey, I'm trying to get in touch with, you know, Cameron. Do you know where BJ is? And so she says, well, I have three numbers on BJ. Give her a call. So I, I, for a month, I'm calling these three numbers, finding nobody. And what I didn't know was her father was dying, and she heard my voice on the answering machine, but she didn't want to answer the phone because she said she knew who I was, even though I didn't, and didn't want to get involved because she thought I was married. A month later, the Holy Spirit pushes her onto the phone, and I'm calling, and on the other line, I'm saying, hello, hello, hello. And she finally picks it up, and within five hours of speaking on the phone, we were getting married. Wow. And so we get married, and her son now becomes my son, and he actually becomes the first Cameron Arnett for real. That's insane. Yes. Okay. And so there was no Cameron on that. He was just a made up figure. But now there is Cameron on at the first, which is my son. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Cameron? You promised me a good story on that. And that was a good story. It you delivered. Is, it is mind blowing when is. you think of what God, how he sets things up. Because had she not had a son, had I not become his godfather, we wouldn't be married now. And the, the thought, the, the feeling of like, I need to get in touch with him. If, if, if it wasn't him trying to connect me with, right. with my godson, th- there, would be, there would have been no mental, physical reason to actually reach her. Right, right. And but you, <laughs> were you living in, in California I was at the in, time? I was in California. So, so did that bring you to Georgia? Like, how that, did you? Well, when, when, when I, after five hours saying, you know, this is... Um, um, and proposing uh, after five and, hours and, on the phone. After, well, that's another story. You're, you're a man that knows. <laughs> and, you know, well, you know <laughs> while we're speaking, God is saying, this is your wife. And so I'm, I said to, well, let me, let me go back on this story. The lady that I was staying in her back room, she was on her deathbed. And so God spoke a word through me to her, and she got up and became my assistant. And so, <laughs> and so she got, get, gets out of the bed and, and starts to live. And I was a, uh, ended up a youth pastor at a, at a small church at that time, and she became my, my assistant. And I said to her, God said, this is my wife. If this is true, I have to go, and I have to sit across from her, because once I do, I will know. Mm-hmm. And so I came, I flew from California uh, 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 to Atlanta, because this was also going to be my godson's uh, birthday, and um, saw her across, and and. We we had we we weren't in love, 
I married her because God said. Wow. And it was the best decision that has ever been made in life. Wow. It was an arrangement. I, I, you know, I tell this story and when I say we were not in love, people are like, you didn't love someone and you got married. I said, well, God said, love said, uh-huh. this is your wife. And see, this is the kind of relationship, walking with God that I, I think sometimes we miss. And when we look at scripture, we see it in scripture, but we don't understand that the book of Acts is still being written. We are living it out now and he, we, are, we are following a supernatural God that is all things, knows, knows all things, and, and he's the one, if we, if we will allow him to lead us, he's the only one that, that's all truth. And so when he knew who she was and who I was to her and who she was to me before we did. And so if we follow him and we obey him, see, before I didn't follow him and I ended up in the mess. Now I follow him and I, it is bliss. It is, it is beyond anything that I've ever seen or felt or experienced. Well, and Cameron, you talked about um, that you, you know, got away from um, the showbiz, uh, but God is opening that up. Ex- oh, my God. H- how did that even start again? Wow. Um, there was a, a film called Stand Your Ground that uh, brought it all into being. I was um, hearing from God about this character, a, a lawyer. And I thought that God wanted me to write it. So I would every day wake up and, and write what I, I saw. And, and what I didn't know was at the same time, someone was asking my wife to fill this place. They were trying to go after this well-known actor. And, and they said, we really need to see him. And my wife said to them, you don't need him. You need Cameron Arnett for this role. And so when they came to me and asked me to audition, I had told, I'm not auditioning anymore. It took a good two weeks for God to just push me into the audition room. Mm. And when he finally did, I got the role. Uh, it did very well. I did very well. People started to see the, the gift that God had given me as an actor. And one thing led to the next. And when I said to God, I said, Lord, if this is you, I don't want to have to do it the way that we did in Hollywood. I want you to give me the roles that you want for me. And I kid you not. I may have had to audition for two roles since that time, and I have done 16 films in the last six years. And just simply following him. Whatever what, door he opens, you Whatever walk doors he opens, that's what I follow, and that's what I, I walk through. And if it doesn't open, then I don't walk through it, and it's okay. Do you find it difficult for Christians to be um, in show business? I don't think it's difficult, especially not now. Because, because God is doing something that's never really been done before. I, I'll say uh, that has never been to this extent. Explain uh, that to me. Meaning that, you know, there have always been movies, you know, way back in the day, you know, even before, you know, Hollywood became Hollywood, there was a censorship bureau of Christians that made sure that things were on the up and up from a Christian perspective. Okay. Well, we, it, we, because of money, they pulled out and then, of course, darkness got darker. And that's really what happened. We pulled out of the system, and so there was nothing left but for darkness to take it over. And so there's always been that remnant, and there's always been, you know, when you take a look at films like Chariots of Fire, those kind of things, way back in the day, those were Christian films. But we didn't have a Christian industry. And right now we have a Christian industry. And so now it's easier for Christians to be in film. However, you have to want Christ to be in Christ's films more than you want to be in secular films. And that's not really about Jesus. That's about the individual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So therefore, we're, we're seeing much more Christian films being made. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, right now, there, it's, it's, it is the fastest growing genre within the industry is Christian filmmaking. And even Hollywood realizes now that it's lucrative, so they try to get in, but they don't have the pulse. They don't have the Christ on the inside, so they try to do stuff that they think is religious, and so we don't don't cater to it. 
Uh, that's why they did Noah. They did uh, what is it, Gods and Generals or something like that. And it just flopped billions of dollars just down the drain because Christians did not they go after it. it and did, they, they didn't mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, support it. Well, do you then uh, I'm, I was kind of thinking, would you get pushback from the industry being a Christian? But maybe not is what I'm kind of hearing. Um, not because they're trying to make the money. They don't. <laughs> Hollywood doesn't care where the money comes from as long as they get it. And that's something also that the Christians have to be aware of. Right now, all the Christian entities are still owned by secular agencies. And so we really still don't own anything. We're just being used and allowed to perpetuate ourselves because it brings in money also for the secular um, um, market. And so we have to understand that because we have to become owners of our own. What keeps us able to promote Christ is the fact that promoting Christ makes money. Mm-hmm. So for somebody who is not in the industry like myself, mm-hmm. do I, it, what I'm hearing then is, is to support these kind of films. Oh, please. As a matter of fact, uh, Christians need to understand that, that Hollywood understands the mighty dollar. That's all they know. That's who they serve. That's who they serve. They, they, they are the, it's the God of mammon. And so if you want to make a difference in the secular industry, you have to support, not only support the Christian films, all Christian films, period. I don't care if you don't think it's well done. It doesn't matter. We're talking about continuing an industry so that it grows to become as excellent as Hollywood is. That's the one thing Hollywood does have. They have excellence, but they have no, no core values that are Christian. But we have the values, but we're still growing in our excellence. So you have to uh, uh, support it either way. So because Hollywood understands money, you have to also understand how it works. Opening weekend of every Christian film, you must go buy a ticket if you want to make a difference. Opening weekend, whenever the, the first two days that the movie comes out, you must mm. go buy a ticket, even if you're not going to see the movie that day, buy a ticket for that day because that's what they understand. They understand the opening weekend box office. And when that makes money, then Christ can continue. So if you want Hollywood's ear, buy a ticket. Buy a ticket, opening weekend. Okay. And then continue to sustain it, but opening weekend is really the key. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you say to that young actor um, who faces the daily temptation of accepting that role um, where it could be you you could say there's a little bit of gray of compromising because that's where Satan gets you, you know, mm-hmm, a little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's the thing that we have to, to, to understand too. Um, God, God is in love with you. Regardless of what you do, what you don't do, God is in love with you. He, he doesn't change because that's who he is. He doesn't love you because you do the right thing. He loves you because that's who he is. He's going to love you regardless. So all of your walk will be a walk of learning, a walk, a walk of growing, a, a walk of understanding, and a walk of being transformed into his image, image and likeness the more and the more. And so don't condemn yourself, first of all, for whatever it is that you find yourself doing in a sense of making the decision. No matter what you do, fall forward, fall into Christ. We don't all start at level 100. We start and we walk. And so continue to walk, but walk towards him. And he's going to be, he's the one that's going to, uh, uh, pick you up, wash you off, sanctify you, change you, transform you, and grow you. As long as 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 the Word of God is what you always run back to, God will get you there. And that's and so don't don't worry about it so much. Just always run after God. And that He's always in love with you. He's always in love, love with that. you. I love that. Who do you lean on for spiritual growth? Because I, 
the temptation, I'm sure it's really hard, you know, when you see that dream role that you want, um, but to remind, who, who reminds you that Jesus is in love with you? Wow. Um, I'm, I'm going to say this, and, and I don't want anybody to think that I, because I have a lot of people in my life. You know, right now I, I'm in a film coming out in, um, in August uh, called Overcomer with the Kendrick Brothers. And these guys are just the real deal. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just the movies that they make. It's who they are and how they do what they do. These guys are the real deal in their lifestyle. It's not just the film. So that's why that's even more why you want to go and support, because you're dealing with brothers and sisters in Christ that truly belong to Jesus and that are doing it his way. And they're way. on the front line. And they are on the front. Oh, my God, on the front line. Mm-hmm. And they refuse to do it Hollywood's way. And so just know that there are people out there. And so they are now in my life and, and they are always Cameron. Stay humble, Cameron. I mean, they all, I mean, these guys are always so, they're so passionate about making sure that I remain in, in, in the face of Christ. Now, so and that's I can, more important than your acting. That's more important than the acting. And it's more, and it's more important than the movie. Wow. And see, that's hard for people to understand that there are actual people that are making films that who they make the film with, how the people live, who they are. Christ in their life is more important than the film. And see, you have to know God for yourself that way to realize that there are people that are actually that way. And sometimes we end up, what's the word? We, 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 we uh, look at people at, from, at, from the perspective of who we are, but the reality is that Christ is able to make you just like the one that you see in Scripture. Jesus is our prototype, and his intention is to make you Christ in your skin. You are meant to be in the fullness, the measure and stature of Christ. That's the whole point of the fivefold ministry is to grow you into that perfect man. And if you don't have that aim, that you don't understand God's intent. The whole, the whole thing is he's trying to get us back to, uh, to Genesis 1 and 2 where he walks with us in the cool of the day where, where we understand that, that it, it is seamless. He is not uh, 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 thinking of you concerning sin. He's abolished that in the blood of Jesus. And now all you have to do is actually believe him, trust him, and he will never deal with you as if you've ever sinned. See, that's hard to believe. Yeah. It, is, it, is, it is too good to be true kind of news. But it's our acceptance of it and our living as if it is true that allows him to actually do for us what he intended. Wow. Well, and then it's like, you know, when Adam and Eve, when they first sinned, they hid from God. We don't have to hide from him anymore. We don't have to hide from him anymore. And, and see, we don't seem to understand that. So we still are trying to please God. In actuality, he's already said, you please me. Right. 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 Well, all right. So talk to me about your um, studio, your production studio, what y'all are doing. There. Okay. Um, Come on at production studios. Again, how we fell into that. When I was back in Miami, I feel like with, that's the theme of your life. That, I, I fell into this. I, I fell, fell into that. <laughs> I, I, because you know, you know, because he orchestrates. Yeah, you think no, you think no. you know, but you don't know. No. You know, I, I, here's a, a, a scripture that I really love. Many many of our plans of a man. We have many plans, but it's his purposes and his, and his ways that that prevail. And I love that because that means that I can think I'm going in one direction, but God's will will prevail for me. Why? Because he loves me and I love him back. And I'm not trying to do something as much as I am just really waiting on him. I want him. I don't want anything else. And so because that's, that's true, then he can change anything that he, that he wants, and I'm okay with it. Well, now, Kamiyana Production Studios, we, we kind of fell back into it because when I, back when I was in Miami, Kamiyana Production Studios when I was 19 was something that 
uh, presented fashion shows and those kind of things, Fashion Design Association of Florida and those kind of things. So uh, we did a lot in, in that arena uh, of stage. But when I left that, went to New York, went to California, all of that went by the wayside and never thought about it again. Well, my wife and I were cast in this movie called Maddie the Discovery. And so we, we were waiting for it to, to, to get going and, and all that. Well, the producers that were doing it were involved in another film and could not fulfill their obligation to the writer. And so the writer came to us and said, hey, I know that you have this in your background. I know that you know how to do this. Will you take it on? And so my wife and I, you know, we prayed and God gave us a green light and we said yes. And, and so we produced Maddie the Discovery. We were the executive, executive producers. And that's how we fell back into the production mode, production and directing. I'd be, I, other than that, I just thought I'd be acting. And so we produced Maddie the Discovery, and it's a trilogy. So we've already done the first installment of the three. And, um, you know, I was talking to one of your producers earlier, and I was saying to, you know, what's great about Maddie is that everybody who has seen it screened are chomping at the bits for part two, That's which is great. I love it. Okay. And so it's coming out in October and um, um, after uh, Overcomer. And so we'll, we'll be planning to start casting for part two and, and now we're producers and directors all over again. <laughs> You're so busy. It's astounding. I, I am traveling. I'm, I'm almost now more out of Atlanta than I am in Atlanta, other, other than when I'm actually working at a, on a project in Atlanta. You know, Kamiana uh, Production Studios, as a matter of fact, was the first um, uh, studio or production on the streets of Union City. Uh, and so, you know, now it's like, Okay, so now we're part of a, a town's history. It's just... <laughs> well, know. considering you quit acting, you're not, you're not a very good quitter, you know? Yeah, no. <laughs> it keeps coming back around. It keeps coming back around. And so now all I'm doing is really, you know, bringing it to that point. All I do now is I, I, I focus in on what door are you opening? I'm not even asking for doors. Mm-hmm. What door are you opening so I can walk through that? That's really all and, of my and, concern is. And follow. And follow. That's all all I'm doing right now is following. Now, Cameron, before you leave, would you, I mean, you know, Georgia is blown up with the Hollywood. And like I said in the very beginning, long time ago, uh, I mentioned about how like every road, it seems like we go down now is being (laughs) blocked off. But would you tell us what is going on um, with the heart? Because you start seeing all this and you see people, you know, coming from all over to Mm. our little state and you have to see God's hand in it all. So would you maybe speak about that and maybe different ways we can be praying um, for the mission field that God has placed in our backyard? Yes, I think it's something that we need to take note. Film, television, um, media is a programmer of man's minds, of man's souls. And so we need to understand the importance of it. Unfortunately, sometimes Christians have not seen media as ministry. And so we think that it's just about making money. It's just about people uh, uh, having egos and pride and vanity and those kind of things. And yes, that's what the world uses it for. And that's where uh, uh, Lucifer was. That was his his thing, music and, 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 and imagery and those kind of things. But God is in takeover mode. And so Christians need to see media as ministry because it programs people. It is the biggest uh, evangelistic tool that has ever been made, whether we're talking about television, film, internet, you know, radio, you name it. It is a wide evangelistic and regardless of who the evangelist is, because Satan has them too. And we've, we've allowed the airwaves 
to be governed by Satan. And so God is taking that over. And so when we see uh, Georgia explode in media, I'm talking about in 10 years to overtake California in film is nothing short of, again, miraculous. But within that, there's this fastest growing genre of filmmaking, which is Christian filmmaking, and it also happens to abide within Georgia. And so we have to see the duality of that. We have to see God trying to make us understand that he's trying to promote not only his name, but those who promote his name in this platform called media. And we have to get involved like it was life itself because it will reach more people than any four-wall church ever will. And, and people might be more willing to hear the gospel than maybe would never walk into a church. Because it reaches them where they are. You know, you go, everybody's going to see a film. Everybody's getting a DVD. Everybody's getting a, 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 a digital. Everybody's on their phone. Media is catching everyone everywhere where they are. They don't even have to leave their homes. They don't have to leave. I mean, if they're on a treadmill, they're, they're using media. And God is taking it over to declare who he is, to show them that he's in love with them, and he, to show them that he's not angry with them, and to find a way into their lives. And we as Christians are the gatekeepers. And so we have to keep the gate, and we have to open that gate wide. And it's important that we put our money in it and not just speak about how bad it is. Right. Be difference makers. Be difference makers. That's what we're called to be now, and that's what God is doing. And if you're not doing that, which is the heart of God, then... The question is, what are you doing? And and don't and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it's wrong. I, I am I, I am called as an apostle, prophet, and teacher. So I am called to the to the to the to leadership of the church. I'm called to the church, and I love God's people. But we have to be cognizant of how God think God is doing things these days, as opposed to uh, put him in the four walls or put him in a box as if he can't, as if the world is not his pulpit. Well, I, you, you've touched on a couple of things for us to look forward to. You have um, Overcomer coming out. Yes, ma'am. Okay, and then tell me everything else so I make wow. sure we keep uh, you on the radar. This, this year, I have about five or six films. I, uh, January 25th, uh, The Challenger Disaster came out, and it was limited release, and now it's on digital, Amazon, and iTunes, and it's doing well. It went from like 30 to number three, and it's just like, oh, it's wowing us. So we, we, we love that. Uh, um, it, it, it's basically about everybody remembers what, where they were yeah. when The Challenger exploded, that kind of thing. So that's what that's about. Um, we have, uh, I have another one called The Big Fix that, that is now also in festivals about to come out. Um, and so that's doing well. Uh, we have Maddie the Discovery, like I said, that comes out in, in, in October. Uh, Overcomer comes out in August. I also have one called uh, Just Grace, which is also uh, with uh, Karen Abercrombie. People will know her from War Room. She's the one who played Miss Clara. Yeah. And so she's, uh, that's her film. And, and I happen to play her, you know, if you can believe that, I play her dad. Yes, they, they age me to like I'm 80. So it, it's, it, the makeup. It's, it's the makeup. It's the, it's the it's, makeup. Yes, theater magic. <laughs> it's theater magic. And so I'm, I have that. And then I have one more. And I, oh, it's called the, uh, the Order of Rights. And it has to do with the, uh, the uh, pro-life movement. And so it's uh, so much going on. And I'm extremely fortunate. And now I am, this year, I am already scheduled to shoot three, three films and two television series. And so... Next, just this weekend, uh, I'm heading out, and um, it begins the process. And I'm doing uh, the the junkets now for Overcomer, and God is on the move. I, wow. You know, I, I'm pitching myself. It's surreal. Wow. 
Hey, Cam, I appreciate you coming on and being willing to share with us what's going on right in our backyard. Um, but more importantly, I'm encouraged um, and it motivates me to say, wherever you lead God, whatever it looks like, I will follow. He is God. He created us. He loved us so much that while we were yet sinners, he sent his son to shed blood, die on the cross, go to hell and pay the price for us so that we never see that we never see or, or pay that price of hell. He rose again and he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. And all he wants you to do is to accept him so that he can show to you his love. The first thing love wants to do is give himself away. And God is hurt when we don't receive him because he wants to love. He wants to do you more good than you want for yourself. And that's what he did in Christ. And once you know him to the extent that he wants to be known, you will be willing to let go of everything so that you can follow him into the eternal life that he ordained for you. He did something that is far better than you could ever put together yourself. I'm not saying this only by book knowledge. I'm telling you this because I'm experiencing it. I'm living it. And um, man, there's no choice that I've ever made that's better than following him. Cameron, if somebody is feeling led um, to be a part of the business, how would they go about reaching you? Well, they can reach me by going to the websites. You can go to kamiarnett.com. That's C-A-M-Y-A-R-N-E-T-T.com. Or you can go to cameronarnett.com. C-A-M-E-R-O-N-Arnett.com. And uh, contact us through the websites, and we'll uh, help you do whatever God is putting on your heart. I love it. I love it. And it, listen, if you have any problems, if you're just riding down the road and you couldn't write that down quick enough and you, you need to connect with um, Cameron, he wants to help and guide and shepherd you. Um, you can always reach out to me on social media. I am on The Jewel Show for Instagram and Facebook, and I will make sure to connect everybody together. That would be great.